All journeys have secret destinations of which the traveler is unaware. Martin Buber. Shauna Ritter is a writer and educator, a longtime Bloomington resident. She is originally from New York. Shauna has been a three-time recipient of the Indiana Arts Commission Individual Writing Grant, and her new book, Stairs of Separation, can be found through Finishing Line Press. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus Dorsey. Shauna, what poems have you brought for us today? I've brought three poems from The Stairs of Separation. The first, The Stairs of Separation, Ellis Island, 2008. I stand in the Great Hall at Ellis Island. I was born in New York City, but I have never been here before. I have come to search for my mother. Amidst suitcases and photographs, quotes and lists, the six-inch brass plaque names the stairs between the holding rooms above and waiting relatives below, the stairs of separation. I imagine my mother standing at the top, awed by the hall's sheer grandness, searching out her father's eyes in the gaggle of bearded men, seeking the face from the photograph. She clutches a satchel with her right hand, her brother with her left. Across her back, her braids swish, make a sound like water rushing over rocks, like wind across tall wheat. We are all immigrants, moving somewhere, away from something, toward something else. In the rooms at Ellis Island, I scan the lists but fail to find the manifest that holds my family. So many possible spellings. Names that change from Itzak to Jack, Berta to Betty. The shtetl they came from is simply unpronounceable. Too many consonants pushing up on each other. The Letter, Poland, 1920. Papa writes each month from New York. The letters are always thin, thin lines on thin paper in thin envelopes with a bank order inside. But this time, a thick brown envelope comes just a few days after the last letter. It weighs a lot. Itzak runs in with it, and Mama, who is laying the bread knife next to the challah, doesn't hesitate but slits it open. Mama walks to the window to catch the light. The candles and matches wait on the table next to the half-full glass of wine. She watches her mother, who never smiles, and thinks she catches the hint of one. Mother reads quickly. We leave in 18 days, a good number. Her mama puts the papers back in the envelope and places the envelope on the shelf where the special dishes are and nods. They go to the table. She hands her mama the matches, says the Sabbath prayer, eyes closed. They stand in the candlelight, imagining city lights. They stand for a long time, waiting for a blessing their mother's hands on their heads. Departure, Belgium, 1920. My mother wore a kerchief when they went to the ship. It tied under her chin a blue babushka. Her long braid swayed on her back. She held her brother's hand. They walked behind their mother along the docks between the backs of the men loading crates and trunks. The smell of salt sea coated her lips. The wind made her eyes water. Before the dock had been the carriage, and before the carriage the train, and before that the cart swaying. The days blended, a blur of bumping. Birds' songs grew vague. Prayer faded like light toward winter. 
A little cloth bag, the size of the palm of her hand, sewn from a dress gone small, fabric worn smooth, was drawn tight with thread. It hung by a deep red cord around her neck under her coat. In it was the address of her father in New York. Tucked inside was also one of the few gifts her mother had ever given her, a coin sewn into a small swatch of fabric, the same blue as the kerchief that held back the stray hairs from her face. It was stitched carefully tight for luck. You've been listening to the poems of Shauna Ritter on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Darcy. I wanted to do something about my mother's experience as an immigrant coming over to New York in the 1920s from Poland, uh, Eastern European Jew. And um, so I wrote a proposal to the Indiana Arts Commission and asked if I could go and do research. There's no one left in my family really so that the stories I never asked for, I wanted to discover myself. Um, and I did get the grant and was able, therefore, to go to Ellis Island, to go to the Yiddish Institute in New York, to go to the Tenement Museum in New York, um, to walk the streets of the Lower East Side, and to try to rediscover with the little scraps of information I had to try to put together my mother's and her twin brother's story of immigrating to the U.S. because of the pogroms in Eastern Europe at that time around 1920. How little I really knew or understood. You know, I had little snippets of the story. My mom came over with my grandmother and was often the case. My grandfather had come over a few years before and sent for them. But when they came, um, within a year, they left my grandfather and my grandmother had put them in an orphanage. And it was called the Jewish, I just always assumed it was actually called the Jewish orphanage, which is pretty funny because. There's no place called the Jewish Orphanage. There were a lot of orphanages that took in Jewish children. And those children's parents were actually around but couldn't take care of them because of work. So that was really interesting to me that there was these clusters of children um, that sort of grew up on their own in many ways in the Lower East Side in New York. And the assimilation process was just accepted. You you know, you just learned English as quickly as possible and you were expected to adopt and go out and get a job and become American, become fully assimilated in as quick a time as possible. So I began to get a picture of this, but also coming through Ellis Island, the pain that went into that, you know, the, the way you were immediately tested, you were um, to make sure you were okay, to make sure you would be suitable, um, to make sure you were appropriate to come through into the land of milk and honey um, as the U.S. was thought of. And yet it was for many so much better than where they had come from. Um, the other thing that I think surprised me that was while there were um, three from my mother's family who came out in the 20s. One went to Canada, one to Israel, one to the U.S., and everyone else was lost in the Holocaust except for one cousin who was an Auschwitz survivor and brought over after. But how during this time there's so little mention made of the people back home. It was, you know, letters were sent, we know this, but it was such a um, strong push to become American and to not think about what you left behind. Nostalgia was not something people talked about or thought about very much at all.